This is Ashley Kalsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 50. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Well, hello, my renegades. You have just tuned in for episode number 50. Now, in my mind, that's a lot of episodes. I am just beaming over here to say episode number 50. I can't wait to say the other numbers, but who fucking cares? I'm in 50 right now. And what a day. I'm also celebrating Faith getting accepted into the Butler University. Sorry, I'm pausing because I wasn't sure. She applied for their art school. They got in. They got a scholarship. They worked so hard to make this happen. And there's other schools that they've applied to as well, but this one had a little secret soft spot for us in the family. And they got accepted. And I, I was just proud. I know how hard they've worked to make this happen. And and it's just so cool to see your kids thriving in this world and doing things and making their way. So I'm so happy. And that goes right in line with some of the things I'm talking about today. Because, you know, as I was writing this episode, I was thinking about the process I've been going through to get here. And it's what I lovingly refer to as the river of suck. You've heard me speak of this in the past. I've been frustrated, doubtful, insecure, challenged, combined with less moments of relief and pride. But it's been more of a negative emotional experience than a positive one. And sometimes I find myself consumed in the overwhelm. Actually, in the beginning, I was completely consumed with confusion, like I didn't know how. And let me tell you something, overwhelm and confusion, they pretend to be useful, just like worry, but they're not. What they are is self-indulgent feelings that prevent you from doing things like making decisions or feeling the negative emotions. I could and I will probably record an entire episode on these two feelings, understanding the impact that they can have on your day-to-day forward progress is necessary. It's very necessary, but I don't want to get into that today. I want to keep talking about me. Sorry, not you and your overwhelm. Well, I guess I was talking about me and my overwhelm. Damn. Anyway, recording this podcast the last 20 weeks has brought up a lot of my drama. And the reason I know I'm at episode 50, but I say last 20 weeks is because I decided 20 weeks ago that I was just going to start producing an episode every single week which is why my brain was like, this is overwhelming. And you know what? I believe that that is part of the reason why I haven't quit. Each week I've been finding myself facing this task that has felt daunting and I just refuse to walk away while it's hard. I'm not going to give up on it. And I mean, I might one day say like, I'm cool. I'm good with this and I've figured it out. And then I might quit. I don't fucking know. I won't even call it quitting. I'll just be done with it. But where it stands right now, because I am in so many of these negative, if you will, emotions and being challenged. And I don't want to give up because I, I would feel like I was quitting. And I have to remind myself every week why I'm doing this, why I'm recording a podcast, my compelling reasons, not just one reason, renegades, I have reasons. I do it because I feel compelled to share my experience or my observation of it in hopes that it might resonate with someone. 
perhaps make your experience feel less isolated and alone. For me to make sense of my life and my process and things of what I'm going through and research the different applications and maybe discover new ways to process the human experience. And I also see it as my way to contribute and produce content and that maybe it's entertaining, (laughs) relatable, hopefully cohesive. These are the things each week that I'm like, was that enough? Was that funny? Was that dumb? Was that cohesive? Did it make sense? So each week I managed to glean meaning and purpose out of my work. I do want to say that because I do have these compelling reasons. And that Renegades is my goal. It's to pursue the things in life that have meaning and give me a sense of purpose. And this topic of meaning and purpose of life is one that I notice that we humans kind of marinate in. We're low-key obsessed with it, kind of like it's the holy grail, an elixir that if drank will transform us from the human experience to a more heaven-on-earth one. Many people are conscious of the fact that they want to make an impact, create, and contribute something to the world. But sometimes, renegades, I feel like we use this idea of meaning and purpose as a way to reinforce our beliefs that we aren't doing enough and aren't good enough. We have this habit of focusing on all the ways we aren't living a purposeful and meaningful life rather than how we are. And we question our contribution to the world. We look at the roles we fill at work and question the purpose. We look at our relationships and doubt their meaning. And you know what I think? I think we over-romanticize this idea of finding purpose and meaning. We have this grandiose expectation of what it might feel like or be like. And so when we're in the middle of a career or marriage and it isn't feeling how you imagined, you think, this isn't my purpose. This isn't meaningful. I'm failing them. They are failing me. I'm failing at life. We forget that even the most meaningful work will have very basic days, hard ones, boring ones, that knowing your purpose in this world doesn't leave you in a constant state of euphoria, but instead still experiencing days where you doubt what you're doing and question if this is the direction. The last few years, I've found myself deep in thought about my purpose and the things I find meaningful. For the first time in my adult life, I'm about to exit the role of full-time mother, which I've been doing since I was 20. And I'm embarking on a life that is, well, to simplify, more independent. My two kids will be leaving for college in the fall. One will assume so much in a pandemic, the fall of 21. And I haven't ever really lived on my own. I had my first child at 20. Let me just tell you, it has been a mind fuck, y'all. And I have been preparing myself for this for a few years. And yet it still is like, oh, what is this life going to look like? And I've had a hard time letting go of this role because the more I reflect on who I had to become to be the mother my children needed and my commitment to seeing it through, the more in awe I am with myself. I've never given 20 years to anything, especially something that almost broke me. And this idea of seeing something through doesn't only apply to parenting. I'm talking about anything that you show up to day after day, even on the days you do not think you can, coming back when you cannot comprehend how you're going to get through it in the sickness and the how to the death do you part kind of commitment. I found myself thinking that this is the most meaningful thing I'll ever do, raising kids, that this must have been my purpose and that nothing that I do will compare, which then led me thinking, I want more kids. I want to start over. This is clearly my life's purpose. I mean, I don't want to, you know, 
pat myself on the back, but I've raised two really fucking rad humans, great, kind citizens in this community. I'm not the only one that says it. It's kind of amazing. I get all kinds of feedback from the world about how great they are. So then I'm like, is this what I'm called for? Is this my purpose? And it's not. (laughs) But I have to tell you, it's been very depressing, albeit a very necessary part of my grieving, some of this thinking. And I know that I have to go through it. So I find myself thinking, a coaching business and a podcast fucking pales in comparison to the work that you've done. Nothing's going to ever have that kind of meaning or purpose that you found in raising kids. Super dramatic, right? The flip side is that it wouldn't be fair of me to compare anything that I start now, the meaning and the purpose that is, to what parenting has meant to me or that what I've made it mean. And not because I think parenting is the most important task someone can take on. I really don't. The reason is this. I have found meaning and purpose in parenting because I'm able to look back and gather 20 years of evidence telling me I'm committed. I'm dedicated. I can do hard things. I can overcome myself. I can give my word. I'm loyal. That even after an exhausting day of working, I can get food on the table, make sure everyone is showered, and start again the next day when the sun comes up. I've contributed to society. I created. I've fucked up and failed more times than I care to admit as a parent. I've learned to forgive myself and others so many times. And I've learned unconditional love for myself. All of that is to say, if I want to find meaning and purpose in my next venture, all I need to do is change my thinking and commit. We find meaning and purpose in what we do by how we choose to think about it. It's not the actual job that gives you meaning and purpose. It's your thinking. So this goes for all of you. Everything always comes back to the thinking, feeling, action cycle, renegades. I'll admit, I bet a lot of you right now, you don't see your purpose in parenting or in your career or in your relationships and the meaning because you can barely see straight you're so in it. I want to invite each of you to consider what purpose means to you and where you do find meaning. Is it from others? Or is it from you? If no one ever knew what you did each day, would you be able to say it was meaningful? Or are you waiting for the world to see it and tell you? I can guarantee you, if you stop and look at your life, you can find meaning. You know why? Because it comes from your thinking. You get to decide what makes you feel meaningful and purposeful. Not me, not Instagram, not your neighbors, not your family, you. I want to urge you to direct your brain and tell it how and where you have purpose and meaning in this world, in your life. I decided this week after realizing this, that there's no reason for me to wait 20 years to say what I'm doing is meaningful or purposeful. I'm going to choose each day to believe that what I'm doing has meaning and purpose. This podcast, my life coaching business, guiding and advising two young adults, walking and feeding Frenchies, overcoming my human nature and showing up when things are uncomfortable, talking with and being with my friends and family, spending time alone. It's all meaningful. It all has purpose. Fuck, I can find meaning out of a slow roll morning if you let me. Don't overthink it. Seriously. Each day when you wake up, tell yourself you have meaning. That what you do 
has purpose and look for it in all the areas of your life. The power of auto-suggestion is not to be fucked with, renegades. The more you think about not having purpose in your life and that you're living with no meaning, the more you will see and do and become just that. It's really that simple. Change your thinking and you will change your life. So I'm going to wrap this up today with a few lessons I've learned over the last 50 episodes of Overcoming Myself to podcast each week, because this is my moment of pride. I'm super stoked for myself that I've done this. So check this out. I did not learn this lesson very well when I had Teddy's for Betty's and managed my retail store for 10 years. I didn't actually manage it at a store manager. It's one thing to be an entrepreneur and have ideas, but can you be an employee And the best way to find out is when you're one for yourself. This has been a huge lesson for me. Look, it's always been easier for me to be in charge, to walk in a room and start calling out orders, stacking demands one after the other. My kids have made a point to bring this up to me over the years, and I know my employees struggled with it as well. But it wasn't until I became my own employee that I really saw firsthand what that's like and how stressful it can be to work for me. I've learned to slow my role and set myself up for success to make it easy on the employee that is me to produce the best results, which means my entrepreneur self needs to give my employee self some space to work at her own pace. If you're running your own business and also doing the work, which I highly advise you do so you can understand what it's like to work for you, ask yourself, And discover if you are setting yourself up for success, how do you work best? Two, I can do hard things. I know I said it earlier. I'm sure I've said it many other times. And obviously, I didn't come up with this concept. We've all heard it. And it's 100% true. Not only can you do hard things, but you want to do hard things. The hard things get us out of our conditioning. I hear from my clients and friends and my brain all the time. It's hard for me to do this, to figure this out. Marketing is hard for me. Learning new things is hard. Putting myself out there is hard. So fucking what? Let it be hard. Do it anyway. Three, discomfort is a currency to your dreams. This is another classic being passed around the self-help world. Not sure if you've heard it. I say it a lot. Didn't invent this one. I still struggle to hit send each week after I record an episode. Some weeks I have to force myself to listen to my episodes because I'm so highly fucking critical. And I just like to talk about it and God forbid, praise my work to market it. It brings up all these uncomfortable feelings. What if it falls flat and I fail? Feeling embarrassed that I said that one thing or talk too much in an interview. These uncomfortable feelings are required if you're going to chase your dreams. The more you practice feeling them, the easier they get. Dan Sullivan teaches this concept called the four C's. When you make a commitment, you have to have courage because you are about to feel all the feelings. This shows you that you are capable of experiencing them, which results in confidence. When you master the art of the four C's, there is nothing you aren't willing to try because you can feel whatever is necessary to do it. The fourth thing, B minus work. If you're waiting to produce perfection, it will never happen, not with your inner critic. Each week I question if it was cohesive, good enough, did it make sense, maybe I should have, and then I hit send. If what I'm saying and doing now will resonate with just one person, then I've done my job 
I literally remind myself of this each week. It's not my job to provide you all the answers. The fifth thing, neutrality. How many listens, shares, texts, comments? Not my business. I'm not making them mean anything. So many of you are afraid that if you don't have a big following or get all the likes and comments that people will think that you are not real or successful or an expert. Someone recently told me, you really do put yourself out there emotionally for all to see. I wasn't sure if that was a compliment or a criticism and quite honestly, it doesn't matter. Like I said earlier, I told him my work is an observation of my experience and authentic to me and what others think of it is up to them. This is my way to contribute and you get to experience however you'd like. Lastly, it turns out I have a really great voice. I mean, who knew? <laughs> who knew? The world has told me. It's questionable if some of you are even tuning in for the concepts or my calming coup, and that's fine by me. I'm tempted to start applying. I'm inspired to start applying for voiceovers, maybe read for Audible. I legit looked into it. And this is why we do the work, Renegades. You just never know where it's going to take you. I mean, Pixar movies, could I be like on the next Finding Nemo? Possibly. I don't know. I just know that every week I'm so grateful that I have an opportunity to talk to you, even though it's bringing up 45 different uncomfortable feelings for me and forcing me to face myself and overcome all my bullshit. So you give me meaning and I'm grateful for that. And it gives me a purpose to expand and explore and educate myself. And you know what? There's no lack of meaning in life when we're pursuing these things that stretch us. So I want you to consider that. That no matter what it is that you're doing, there's meaning there and there's purpose. And if you don't think that there is, message me. I can find all the purpose and meaning in you in this world. I guarantee it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. I really appreciate all of you. Until next week. Bye. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, www.modernrenegades.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions and comments, or just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.